Holly, today we are going back down to Cornwall. Ah, oh, God. We, for, for, for kids that claim they're from Devon, we awfully like chatting to Cornish people, <laughs> don't we? <laughs> but today is exciting because today is the day that we can start upping our TikTok game. We're talking to a TikToker. <laughs> a TikTok hero, really? Or is it controversial to say the granddaughter of a TikTok hero? <laughs> <laughs> Savage. Yeah, to be fair, I, I think Maria would say that i think she'd say that she is the granddaughter of a tiktok hero but she's the one with nearly a million followers nearly a million followers if you are on tiktok you are bound to have seen these videos that was the most devon experience ever oh he's gonna love this grandpa what the hell are you on about boy i don't come from i don't come from Devonshire. i come from down here in cornwall and as well as being the person behind those brilliant TikTok videos, she is also an ambassador for the Farm Safety Foundation Yellow Wellies. Last week, we obviously spoke to the amazing Naomi at Therapy for Farmers and Yellow Wellies themselves. They're, I, I think, you know, they're so cool because they not only, like I'm sure we'll touch about, we'll touch upon in the episode, but farm safety includes not just the physical safety but also looking after yourself so today we're talking to fifth generation farmer and yellow wellies ambassador maria warren the first time he went to market after lockdown he came back and it was one time that i missed because i was at uni and he came back and he was like God, everyone loves me up there, Maria. And I was like, why do they love you, Grandpa? They just kept saying Grandpa to me. <laughs> oh, okay, I understand now. <laughs> My original thought going into Yellow Wellies was the fact I've seen really close family members deteriorate a lot from mental health um, and from accidents on farms um, happening in like the community right next door to me. Um, so I think that was what spurred me on originally to back Yellow Wellies in what they do. And it's such an important message that they are like sending out like um, the Mind Your Head campaign and just the whole being safe on a farm. It's something that's overlooked so much. Hi Maria, how's it going? Are you okay? Hello, yeah, it's going good, thank you. It's exciting to have another young farmer on the podcast. Even though you are from Cornwall, we won't hold it against you. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's a bit of a rival team here, isn't it? <laughs> it's unfair because this is 2v1 in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> it's right, I'm strong enough to take it on. <laughs> <laughs> Fighting talk, no surprise there. <laughs> um, what what club are you from? Um, I'm from St Maven Young Farmer. Um, down here in Cornwall. <laughs> and were you at Southwest Area in Western Supermare this year? From what I can remember, I did. <laughs> oh, we were there too. Oh, well, maybe, maybe that's where you recognise Dan from then. Probably, probably yeah. opposite the bar somewhere. You know. <laughs> so, as well as a young farmer, you are also an actual farmer, aren't you? Is that your day job? Yeah. So I'm. I come from my family's fifth generation beef, sheep, and arable farm. Um, so me and my sister in the future are taking that one on together. That's exciting. And um, what is what's your what's the day in the life of Mary Bean today so far? Then, um, so far we started off the day doing um, the usual yard work. Um, then I took on the job of like house refurbishment. So I've gone out and painted all the windowsills and the doors today. Um, yeah. And then we went on and just spread some dung. Amazing. I mean, that sounds like the epitome. We've said it before. The epitome of a farmer having to be a jack of all trades yeah and as well being a woman people don't expect you to be a jack of all trades like you say mm -hmm. um but a master of none but still better than a master of one <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> I definitely think that people don't expect a woman to be able to do as many things as what we can in the agricultural community. Like you name it, an agricultural woman will be able to take it on. No, exactly. We're just Jacqueline's of all trades. It's fine. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> or the queens. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> but it's exciting to hear that it's going to be you and your sister taking on the farm. Like that's like an absolute power dream team. Women yeah, definitely. Taking over. Yeah, and I think we get that strong like role from my mum as well. She's like, there's never a day where you'll see her sitting down for more than like 10 minutes. Like she's actually always on it. Like right now she's the one like sort of managing the whole dung spreading mission out there. <laughs> but um, I think we definitely get that work ethic from my mum. <laughs> so who, so who's at home on the farm? Is it the three of you? Um, so we've got my dad, my mum, my younger sister, Alison, and then my gran and my grandpa. And then my other half, Matthew, helps out when he's not shed building. <laughs> ah, of course, Grandpa. How could I forget that? <laughs> I, I think it's so cool that you're all you're all farming together. You know, um, people outside of farming might not realise, you know, how sort of family orientated some farms are. And it's really cool that you say that you and your sister are the fifth generation about to take on it on the farm. Yeah, and I think it's so important to teach the younger generation as well, because everything we've learned is from those generations before us. And if we didn't have that teaching, then we would have no clue what we're doing. And speaking of grandpa, we can't not talk about him because of your because of your TikTok. <laughs> I find this hilarious because you're obviously farming alongside him all the time I want to know how it came about and I'll probably insert some audio from your TikTok in the episode I can't read I can't write but I could drive a tractor going that right Grandpa Grandpa you know this one by Joe I can't read or I can't write but by God I can drive a tractor so how on earth did these videos come about yeah so originally my TikTok was literally just like empowering women in agriculture and then someone posted on one of my videos, because I've just started up my like pedigree Hereford herd, saying you can't get pedigree Hereford bulls, you can only get heifers. So I called Grandpa over and just shouted the whole Grandpa phrase. And from then on, it just kicked off. And obviously he was rambling on, growling away. And I was the only one that could understand him, apparently. <laughs> I love it so much. It, it is actually mad. I was watching your TikTok earlier and you've nearly got a million followers. Like, how how did that happen? I, I honestly have no idea. I could not label it at all. <laughs> Maybe they're going for like the... um what's it called the shock media <laughs> no one can understand him so it all comes as a shock maybe that's yeah. it <laughs> exactly i was looking at your comments earlier and there's just so many people saying like can you get him to say this can you get him to say that there's someone here saying this could be a scene in a movie <laughs> <laughs> i mean he's been referred to as hagrid before and oh. being the horrible family we are, we've never watched Harry Potter at all. So we had to do a bit of research into who Hagrid was. Oh. And I didn't show him in the end. <laughs> no, no, too right. And it... to be compared to a Somerset accent, come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but valid, but very valid. Um, <laughs> I think all of us from the West Country must get so fed up of, oh, your family back home must sound like, and then they do a Bristolian accent and it's like, oh, 
couldn't be further actually oh what is it um dot martin um sometimes filmed on our property as well and they use like a somerset accent there as well don't they with their own filming oh, yeah. like, listen to the tang of it it's not quite cornish yeah no it's mad how many regional accents there are in the southwest because i was thinking your grandpa needs to meet holly's dad because holly's dad is very like devonshire accent that really? they could have quite there i mean you could start some tiktoks holly <laughs> Yeah, you could, yeah. Honestly, I'll leave that to you, Maria. My dad's head doesn't need to grow any further than it is. He already thinks he's famous. (laughs) What does does him himself, what does he think of the whole TikTok malarkey? He's always like, Maria, why do I have to keep telling you these phrases? No, it's the complete opposite. It's like, Maria, why haven't we filmed a video in so long? (laughs) He loves it. The first time he went to market after lockdown, he came back, and it was one time that I missed because I was at uni, and he came back and he was like, God, everyone loves me up there, Maria. And I was like, why do they love you, Grandpa? They just kept saying Grandpa to me. <laughs> oh, okay, I understand now. <laughs> but he is a very likeable character. Yeah, yeah, I can tell that. Yeah, you can tell, you can tell. And it must just be a bit of a laugh for you. You know, you're, you're farming alongside each other all the yeah. time. We all know that farming can be pretty tough and laborious at times. So it must be fun to just do these videos. Yeah, it is pretty fun in all fairness. I mean, me and Grandpa are both really strong characters. So on the farm, you hear us growling a little bit at each other. But then like two minutes later, we'll be having a good giggle because I honestly cannot take anything seriously. <laughs> Love it. And and you said you started your TikTok because you wanted to empower young women in agriculture. I mean, the agri scene on TikTok and on Instagram, any kind of social media, really, it is huge now, isn't it? Yeah. And it surprises me a lot that... Um, urban people don't quite know how we run things in the countryside like I'll show a video of like me hold you know how you hold a lamb after it's born and you have to hold it by its legs so you don't get your scent on it so the mother doesn't reject it the amount of people that don't understand that and call that abuse as they say it really does surprise me and then it kind of comes to me why would they understand that if they've had nothing to do with it in the past there's definitely a lot of backlash from it. Like in the past, I've had a lot of um, like suicide comments and things like that, basically saying you're a waste of space and all this and you should like sort of disappear. And that hit me really hard in the start. But um, now I just I brush it off so easily now. I do feel bad for anybody that has recently like come into the limelight with it almost because no, nothing will ever prepare you for that. They all say, oh, you've got to have a tough skin, but you never quite understand until you're actually like in the like light of them doing that to you yeah no that is just insane and it's insane that it's almost expected now that if you have such a huge following like you've nearly got a million followers so it's almost a given that you would get comments like that which which is just horrific I mean I expected things I think the first one that was mentioned was about my weight and I'm not an overly big girl I'm like normal size like for somebody who doesn't like do much like going to the gym or anything but I'm like active um but when like someone made a comment about my weight I was like oh am I actually like that overweight sort of thing it took me a moment to realize that that's their perspective I haven't done anything to them so I shouldn't really like I've never even spoke to this person before so what should their opinion matter to me definitely not and I suppose I mean quick quick side comment I actually was saying to Dan before we were having a scroll through and I was like She's such a pretty girl. This is going to make a really great post on our page. So, so don't listen. <laughs> Thank You're you. very beautiful. <laughs> but speaking on about how you have had negative comments and stuff come at you, is that potentially why you've 
you've got quite so on board with sort of being an ambassador for yellow wellies and, and the mental health side of stuff because you've had to experience how horrible things can be. I mean, I went to be a yellow wellies ambassador before all of this happened. So my original thought going into yellow wellies was the fact I've seen really close family members deteriorate a lot from mental health um, and from accidents on farms um, happening in like the community right next door to me. Um, so I think that was what spurred me on originally to back Yellow Wellies and what they do. And it's such an important message that they are like sending out, like um, the Mind Your Head campaign and just the whole being safe on a farm. It's something that's overlooked so much. And the fact that we're everyone is running their own business and nobody as a business owner wants to turn around and say, I'm struggling because that's not just you. That's your whole business and every product that comes out of it that's going to get that name in some people's eyes and I feel like that's something that really needs to be stamped on actually it's okay like the whole phrase it's okay not to be okay and but yeah I feel like it's too much of a stigma around it and people need to show that everyone can be like emotional sometimes and mental health is something nobody should be ashamed of at all yeah yeah and I think what's really interesting is like you you think of Yellow Wellies Farm Safety Foundation and I feel like 10 years ago, I'm, I'm not sure how long they've been going, but say 10 years ago, I would say any conversation around farm safety would probably be around PTO shafts, ATV handling, you know, stuff like that, which is obviously so, so important. But the mental health conversation probably wouldn't have come into it. But now any discussion about being safe on the farm is also very much about your own mental health like the LOLE's mind your head campaign yeah definitely um like you were saying it wouldn't have come into conversation however many years ago and now I think it's so important that it has and I'm really proud of the fact that this whole community and everyone in the rural community has been able to bring that to light more and it just shows how far we have progressed on and like you said um mental health is just as important as safety like at the end of the day if you're getting out of bed tired not feeling yourself your performance on the farm is not going to be great and it's going to affect the safety with the farm. And I mean, I often hear in young farmers, when you talk about farm safety, I've heard people say, oh, well, you're preaching to the choir because young people really care about this kind of stuff. It's the older generations that you need to be talking to. Now, as someone that farms alongside different generations, what are your thoughts on that? You know, does your grandpa care about farm safety just as much as you do? Do I'm going to go out there and I'm going to say I completely disagree with that comment. Um, I don't believe that it's a generation thing. I think it's a personal thing, if you know what I mean. So there could be people, let's take my grandpa's generation, for example, who are completely backing farm safety. Like my grandpa himself, he's always been a good ambassador for farm safety with things like that like always like going high vis or make sure everything's safe before you go out around on a tractor or things like that um and then you could get somebody else's generation who couldn't care less I think it's more about the upbringing rather than the generation yeah yeah no to be honest with you I do totally agree with you like I think it's a very good point what what, what kind of things are you doing on the farm then to make sure that you are safer on the farm are there particular measures that you've got in place um not particularly I mean we've always all wore high visits we've always done pre-start checks on tractors all services are always done when they need to be done um 
safety around animals has always been the same. I mean, we are fairly safe in the way we work. We haven't touched wood, had any serious accidents. And I think that is a result of being so vigilant with it. When you found that your TikTok, your, your platform had suddenly grown, you had a much wider audience, Is was one of the first thoughts was, because you do so much good with that now by spreading these messages. Was that something that you consciously thought of, like, I could actually really help spread these important messages through the platform that I just happened to grow with my grandfather being funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I definitely saw that as an opportunity. Um, I tend to keep my like TikTok for grandpa's sake, if you know what I mean. It's almost like his platform now. (laughs) Um, But occasionally when I can, I'll pop a little farm safety message on there or something. Um, I've done a few sort of like working with a few companies with farm safety through my TikTok. Um, but I tend to keep my Instagram just for like the safety things because I understand that people are from different backgrounds and what happens on TikTok won't apply to everyone if that makes sense whereas I set my Instagram as just like farm themed and that's where like main like the main base of my safety sort of work goes. Um, It must be really cool for you as well not only being recognized by companies and yellow wellies but also YFC has really got behind you haven't they like you won that NFYFC Achiever Award, didn't you? The Farm Safety Award. I did not expect that at all. I got a message from, I think it was someone from National Young Farmer saying the BBC wanted to interview you. I was like, why are they wanting to interview me? (laughs) (laughs) And then I was like, wait, people have nominated me for this like national award. It was a hell of a shock. And I didn't realise what I was doing was as important as what it was, if that makes sense. Like it sort of gave me a bit of realisation to actually this message you're putting across is getting somewhere yeah yeah absolutely and I mean am I right in thinking that is also you are delivering talks on behalf of Yellow Wellies to Young Farmers Clubs yeah I have yeah um so I done one for Camelford Young Farmers which is a neighbouring one to my clubs at Mabon and I'm also doing one up in Devon soon I can't think of the club now but I'm doing another one up there and I think I might bring one of my friends along with me who's also a Yellow Wellies ambassador um, just to be a moral support <laughs> yeah. so we're not actually as scary as we <laughs> <laughs> we are nice it's fun <laughs> but no but no that is really cool because you know there is a difference between you know people seeing messages on social media which is great but I also think there is just a huge value in just sitting down and, and having a conversation about yeah, it I remember when I used to deliver the rural plus mental health training in young farmers and like Never have I ever experienced a group of young farmers in a room and that you could just hear a pin drop, you know, watching these videos about mental health and what young farmers were going through. I just remember thinking, wow, like this is the best possible thing we could be doing in young farmers and talking about. Yeah, and I think that was a brilliant campaign um, that Young Farmers done and what they're doing now with the whole mental health training and safety training. Um, And it's definitely the right people to preach to, the younger generation, the ones that are taking on the farm next and going to take on those responsibilities. It's really setting the tone for the level of safety that we need to keep things going on a daily basis. Uh, I I think it's really inspiring what you do. I think it's amazing. You know, you obviously have a hilarious TikTok that went viral, but most people would just concentrate on that and have a bit of a laugh. But you actually want to do something with your platform. And I just think that's flipping cool. Thank you. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for coming on today. We'll, We'll hopefully see you if not before, at the next Southwest area. I've got to go Nationals, whenever that is. Hey, what's that for? 
Brains Trust. Oh, fun. That took a lot of brain to think about. <laughs> that, is a, that is hard competition. Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. I enjoy Brains Trust. We've got a group of four girls and we're all very um, diplomatic. Well done, you. That's, that's what Devon tend to fall down. <laughs> so, so that means... Um, You'll be up against the Devon team at Nationals. And I mean, this probably won't make the podcast, but um, Holly, that that includes Henry Rich. Oh, fun. Henry Rich is our potentially our biggest fan in the world. So. <laughs> <laughs> so Henry, if you're listening, let's hope that Maria and the Cornish team don't get farm safety because Maria's going to nail that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, watch out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, thank you so much, Maria, for coming on the podcast. It's been so much fun. <laughs> thank you very much for having me. It's, it's from chatting to Maria. I'm still on the Southwest area hype after that chat. It's just so funny. <laughs> yeah, she is great. And I never thought I'd say that about a Cornish person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. De- <laughs> oh, Dan, you're changing. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> I just feel like in that conversation, she can just flip between having such a laugh and then just talking about something as serious as mental health and ha- having that in the same conversation. Like, I feel like we were just chatting to her at the bar at Southwest area. This, that chat was a real whirlwind. And, and like you said, it was cool because in, in the same breath, we almost, we had a chuckle, but then also she was very honest about some of the stuff that she's had to face from being on social media. And that is, and that's, that's the beauty of, um, having these sort of conversations because you just presume oh look at that having loads of fun on TikTok it's all great but behind the scenes it can be so nasty for no reason so I'm glad that she spoke about it and also I know I bang on about it all the time but she is the epitome of what a great young farmer is because I mean we were talking off the microphone at the end about how like she would never do something like this if it wasn't for like public speaking competitions and young farmers and you can just tell that from speaking to her like she is such a young farmer through and through and I love that. I love that. Also, love that she's doing it for the girls. Her and her sister are taking on the farm. Like, yeah, we're just going to take on the farm. Yeah. Yeah. And if you liked that episode, you will definitely like the last episode that we did. We interviewed Naomi Wright um, from Therapy for Farmers. She's from the Lake District and is a dairy farmer slash therapist. And we spoke a lot about therapy and uh, mental health and farming. So have a listen back to that episode if you haven't already. Definitely has been listened to that. Also, while you're there, listen to the rest of them, please. Just stream them on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, or if you perhaps enjoyed hearing about her, like, TikTok and her social media and stuff, then um, we've had some episodes with Farmer Flo, Chief Shepherdess, lots of other people um, who are quite keen on putting, putting out their stories of women and ag on social media as well. So there's a few episodes that you might enjoy to have a look back on if you haven't already. On another note, Dan, you've got a mad perception about my dad. He's really not that crazily heavily accented. I'm sorry. You're out there telling people, comparing him to grandpa. People are going to have wild expectations and go up and say hello and he'll just be like, all right, chaps. <laughs> I've always thought of your dad as having a really Devonshire accent. Yeah, I don't argue that. I'm just not convinced it's quite the same level. We can't, we can't. We can't put him up with the stars. He's he's just he's just classic Nick Gilbert, isn't he? Well, well, how else are we going to improve our TikTok, Collie? Yeah, that's true. Actually, fine. I'll take one for the team, uh, guys. I, and if you're wondering whether you've ever heard my dad talk, you hear him every episode that we play. It's yes. in our what's it called? 
<laughs> we haven't done it for two weeks and you've forgotten the name. We've done it for two weeks. He's every episode that we play, what a load of old bull. That is my dad giving it the moo. So he he's our own star. Love you, Dad. Miss you. Anyway, if you want to listen to more episodes, please make sure you've hit subscribe or follow on whatever you're listening on. And give us a follow on everything but TikTok because um, we're going to need to employ Maria to help us out here. <laughs> oh, Holly, um, I'm not going to ask you to sign off this week. Let's let Grandpa and uh, Maria sign off. Yes, nice one. Please get Grandpa to tell you that everything is going to be okay. Grandpa! Grandpa, please can you say that everything's going to be okay? Oh, Danny, mate, everything's going to be okay, you know, so don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs>